Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy. And in today's video, me and Tyler are going to be talking about week nine trade targets as well as guys to be trading away before week nine of the 2020 fantasy football season. Real quick, before we get into it, I want to ask that if you guys could please leave a comment down below and tell us what to do with this spot that we typically upload on Tuesdays or Wednesdays and talk about what you want us to talk about because trade videos are probably going to be irrelevant because most people's trade deadlines are probably coming up either this week or next week. So let us know down below. And while you're down there, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. So Tyler, do you have anything to say here before we get into the trade aways and trade fours for this week? Yes, please subscribe to this man. He's an absolute grinder. Um, I was going to do a 10K giveaway. I'm going to do a 15K giveaway. I'm going to give you guys some time to shoot me some ideas on what free shit you want me to give out. I'm thinking like two prizes, like maybe like a jersey and like uh, an autographed picture or something, you know, just for the fans for free, enter in a contest, all that fun stuff. We're thinking about doing that. We'll do 15K giveaway. It kind of like flows. I don't know. Kind of, I like it. So 15K giveaway. So you got to be subscribed, obviously. And if you're not subscribed, I mean, you get free shit from this channel potentially. So please go hit that subscribe button. Let's go kick it off with trade targets. I'm very excited kick it off get it we're talking about football that's pretty funny this guy we're clown. this guy fucking laugh right over here all right so trade for my first trade for guy is going to be robbie anderson wide receiver of the carolina panthers now last week both him and dj moore were both down on their knees sucking some absolute hog because they didn't do anything up against one of the softest matchups in the nfl up against the atlanta falcons now right now in the season mr robbie anderson aka the slender man is averaging 15.8 PPR points per game, 12.6 half PPR points per game, and has had down three games in a row. He was really hot off the rip of the season, blowing off these games like I blow Coke on the weekend, just doing absolute rails on the weekly basis, balling out. And then recently, he's been on a downhill slope. Week eight up against the Atlanta Falcons, had eight targets for five receptions for 48 receiving yards, which does about diddly squat for you, 9.8 PPR points and 7.3 half PPR points. Now, I understand that the downhill slope is kind of not confusing. It just kind of feels feels a little bit bad for the person who has him, and I'm sure he's going to end up bouncing back. Teddy Two Gloves, a.k.a. Teddy Bridgewater, has looked pretty good thus far this season, and now with the return of Christian McCaffrey, CMC, Dino Might, I think that Robbie Anderson is going to return to greatness yet again and play as good as he has been pretty much the whole beginning of the season, but even now when he has been playing as hot, he's not completely screwing you over, so go ahead and trade for him. Even if he has a, one or two more bad games after this, I think the rest of it is going to be all Gucci for Mr. Robbie Anderson. So what do you think about Mr. Slenderman Robbie Anderson? Yeah, it's fairly remarkable that he's only had one touchdown this season coming to week one. I mean, the team's been terrible in the red zone. They're 24th um, in red zone percentage. Uh, it's it's bad. They have a good amount of opportunities as well. They're a field goal team. You'll love to see it. They're Arizona last year. Um, they're still 10th in passing yards. They clearly find a way in, in throwing the ball and being the most effective way to do things. Obviously, McCaffrey will bring that uh, that number down, that team rank down. Um, but I'm not really too concerned off of Robbie Anderson. He's faced some fairly elite competition already. Back-to-back uh, -back weeks against kind of decent matchups, especially Atlanta last week. Yeah. Um, he's got Kansas City, who's been sneakily a very, very good defense. Um, potentially top 10. I think, I think top 10. Uh, he's got Tampa after that. Then he's got Detroit. He's got Minnesota. He runs into his bye week, week 13, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you got Denver, which is solid, and, and Green Bay after that, and Washington to close out the playoffs. It's not terrible. I, I don't mind it. I think this is a uh, 
this may be your only chance to get him. If you're a fan of him and you don't have stock in him, go get him now. Uh, it would make sense. He had a couple down weeks, so that's a good point out by Nick there. Yeah, for sure. And Robbie Anderson, we saw at the beginning of the season, and it's not even that he's getting way less targets now. We saw him get eight targets in the last game. It just has been that, I guess, the game script, the ball just isn't coming to him. But at the beginning of the year, when we really saw him dominate, you know, who was in the games, Christian McCaffrey, and Christian McCaffrey is coming back. So maybe we see another emergence here out of Robbie Anderson. I'm pretty sure that he is going to do that. So Tyler, who is your first trade for for this video? I'm sorry, have you not heard me yell this enough throughout nine videos uh, of this kind of content? Last week, I talked about trading for Nick Chubb. This week, you can trade for Kareem Hunt. If you were smart and listened to me last week, now you can get both of them. So here's what's cooking. Here's what's cooking. Good looking. All right. They've got their bye week this week after a rough week eight against uh, your Vegas Raiders. Um, Raiders. 9.3. Raiders. Sorry, my bad. Um, 9.3 fantasy point performance. That is eh uh, from a guy who is is literally at RB6 on the year. Um, He's been incredible. He's got the playoff schedule that you want. I mean, right after this bye week, he gets Houston. He's going to bring you wins. Um, Philly, which is interesting, but they're they're banged up, so you could probably run against them now. I know they've they've always been a team that's been pretty stiff to the run and preventing it. Uh, Jacksonville, and and more importantly, week 15-16 is the Giants and the Jets. I mean, come on. I mean, it doesn't get better. I mean, it doesn't get better. Like, this is the premier playoff team uh, guy that you should be hunt for. I mean, I said it about Chubb last week. I don't know what else I can say. Pound on the table once again. Go get Cleveland guys. It just it it's just a thing. The team is second in rushing attempts. I mean, what what are you missing? Go get these guys. Like, do it. Yeah. Now. Ex- now. Right exactly. Now. Get off right now is the. Right now. Right now is the perfect time as well because, like you said, they're on a bye this week and Chubb is coming back. So people are going to be like, oh, no, I don't want to get Kareem Hunt now. Meanwhile, Kareem Hunt is going to absolutely slap the shit out of your opponent when you throw him into your lineup. I understand he had a down week last week, but I expect him to be on the up and up. Like you said, again, he's on one of the most run-heavy teams in the NFL. I thought that coming into the season, it was pretty obvious with Kevin Stefanski being their head coach who ran the ball so much in Minnesota last year. So it should have been very clear that this was going to happen, and it has been happening. And this Browns team might be the most confusing team to understand because they are a very good record team but they're like the worst team with a high record but they also could win any game last week they probably could have won that game had it not have been the weirdest weather I've ever seen in my life where it was raining it was snowing it was slippery slattery it was windy it was all these words that uh you used to describe a shit tier game so I don't know I think Kareem Hunt's gonna be very good I still believe in him I was actually gonna put him on my list but I figured you were to talk about him so there was no reason to even add him on to mine so next trade for guy for me is Miles Gaskin that bitch Carol Gaskin running back of the Miami Dolphins now I know what you might be saying Nick he's out for the next three weeks you dumb motherfucker I know that that's exactly why he's here that is exactly why Miles Gaskin is here because we saw him play all right with Tua Tungvaloa. I think he's going to continue to play good there once he comes back. I'm not too worried. I'm not too scared. Unless today, when you guys are watching this, it comes out that Carol Gaskin got kneecapped, Tanya Harding style, and is going to be out for the rest of the season. I think Carol Gaskin is going to come back here three weeks from now and ball out, averaging 14.1 PPR points per game and 11.1 half point. PPR points per game, half PPR points per game is what I meant to say. Week eight versus the 
LA Rams, where he absolutely ran a train on him. 18 rushes for 47 rushing yards, one tutty, three for six in the receiving game for 16 receiving yards. And he had one fumble, fumble, 11.8 half PPR points and 13.3 PPR points in this one. So I think that Miles Gaskin is going to be a guy that you can get right now on the cheapity cheap. If your team is up, you're like six and three, which would be impossible because there's only been eight weeks. So you're six and two, you're five and four. If you're like seven and one, eight and oh, you can definitely do this. This is more of a trade for someone who's winning or feels confident with the running backs they already have and just want a nice flex opportunity a couple weeks down the line because I think Miles Gaskin will return just fine and be able to put up big numbers for you in the fantasy football playoffs or I guess week number 12 when he returns, which is like two weeks away from the fantasy playoffs, depending on your league size. Obviously, some leagues play 13, 14 or 14, 15, 16. Other leagues are just 15 and 16. If you play in a league that is week 17, tell your commissioner to fuck off. So, Tyler, what do you think about Miles Gaskin? Yeah, it's remarkable that he's the RB17 right now on the year yeah. on a team that is 24th in attempts, 28th in rushing yards, and 30th <laughs> in offense. I mean, that's remarkable that he's he's done that. Um, if you watched my reaction at the very, very beginning of when you said that, there's a little uh, little secret there at the end uh, that we'll talk about when I talk about my dynasty picks. Um, but I don't mind it in redraft. Go get him. Why not? I mean, you, again, we, we'll just play the schedule game. It, it's the easiest game to play, and I play it all the time. He's got the Jets coming up in week 12. Uh, I mean, he's got Arizona next week, uh, Chargers, Denver. Not playing in that. Don't worry about that. I say he's not playing in those games, so don't worry about he's it. He's not. He's not. Yeah. What, what, what? He's got three weeks, right? Three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, I, I was doing it right, and then I like backtracked. So yeah, he comes back for the Jets. Easy. Easy. Uh, Cincinnati. Easy. Kansas City, which you know they've been pretty good with the if pass, but the run is is not bad. Um, New England and 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 Vegas to close it out. It's a very nice schedule. Um, I don't mind going and grabbing him at all. Um, again, I'll talk about a little, little something I have for him later down the road. But as far as as far as redraft, yeah, I mean, go do it. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I love Miles Gaskin. I loved him thus far this season. Uh, right now, obviously, Matt Breida is his replacement. Obviously, you guys are watching this as the waivers have already happened, so someone probably picked him up. But I don't even know if I would trust Matt Breida. I drew, I really do think Miles Gaskin is the clear running back one on this team. This guy's been dominant so far this season. I think with Tua, he'll be just a okay so make sure you guys go ahead and snag him before it's too late because if you try to do this two weeks from now when he's coming back when he's one week away from coming back the price will dramatically or drastically that's not a real fucking word dramatically uh i'm a scholar as you guys know dramatically increase i'll say it again for the people at home so tyler who is your second trade for guy for this Ah, trade for guy trade for guys tyler's keeping trends alive that never die on this channel I'm going with another set from the same team. A nice set. That's what you want in life, guys, is a good set. Uh, nice rack. My <laughs> gosh. A guy, guy that gets racked. Oh, here's a couple guys that gets racked. Uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, and they both had terrible bang, games. Bang. And I really can't say it's on them. It's on the fact that Dalvin Cook decided, hey, I hate Green Bay, and I want to, like, destroy them for no reason. So he did that. Um under six-point performance for, for both of them, 5.7 to be exact for Thielen, 5.6 for Jefferson. So clearly Thielen's the alpha. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> the team came off their bye week, and this is what you got out of them. 
I will say that bye week is a slight leverage point. If like someone has um, a bad game and then a bye week or bye week and then a bad game, you tend to get upset because that's honestly two straight weeks that you get thrown away. Um, these are pretty solid wide receivers to you that have been very, very consistent throughout the entire um, season so far. And while the team really isn't focused on passing the ball 32nd in passing attempts, they still find a way to get going. And, and these two receivers have been fantastic all year. Um, Jefferson, really, when he started it, it, in the Tennessee game, um, yeah, they've been very, very good and both at a very, very low, uh, yeah. low point here. Um, I will warn you, though, Detroit's this upcoming week, and they're probably going to smash that team into the dirt. So if you want these guys, go get them now because this is a tight window for you. Yeah, no, I completely agree. The thing with these guys, though, is they're going to have those bad games randomly every couple of weeks. You just have to expect it. Due to the fact that they have Kirk fucking Cousins under center, and for some reason Dalvin Cook is going to score four touchdowns, it's just going to happen because he's simply just a god. So I would say that, yeah, go ahead and pick these guys up. Go ahead and get them on the lowity low. But just understand that there are going to be those games where Kirk Cousins has his typical Kirk Cousins game, and they play like shit, but it's a dime a dozen. You're going to feel very happy with them a majority of the time. So I like both Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. I think right now I actually like Adam Thielen a lot more. I do like Justin Jefferson though. And I think that Adam Thielen right now might be easier to get than Justin Jefferson, strictly based on a lot of the hype. Uh, that surrounds Mr. Jefferson. So my next guy here is running back Joe Mixon of the Cincinnati Bengals. Now he's likely to return next week after the bye this week, which notice this is something we really like to do in all these trade target videos. We're talking about guys that are coming off of buys or coming off of injuries that you try to get on the cheap before everyone else realizes, holy shit, this guy's going to be back or holy shit. He's already back. I need to get him. So he's averaging 16.6 PPR points per game and averaging 14.8 half PPR points per game. His last game, week six, up against the Indianapolis Colts, he rushed the ball 18 times for 54 yards, one tutty, two for three in the receiving game, and then 15 receiving yards, 14.9 PPR points, and 13.9 half PPR points. Now, he's not necessarily that guy that he was up against, whoever it was, when he dropped a 40 point game where he just absolutely took a dump right on their chest and wrote his name. He signed Joe Mixon on their chest with the dump and then he blew his load all over it too. It was a nice surprise there. So Joe Load, Joe Load, Joe Mixon has been pretty safe thus far this season aside from obviously the beginning of the season where he was playing like absolute dick. He's looked pretty good and the Cincinnati team looks so much better from week 3 than it does to right now. Joe Burrow looks like a god back there even with the offensive line being completely atrocious joe mixon is still involved in the receiving game enough for in my opinion to be worthy of a guy you go ahead and trade for that is probably pretty cheap that you won't have to give too much away for in a guy like joe mixon who is notably a end of season guy who plays like really really good at the end of the season so what are you thinking about our guy maybe not your guy anymore but my guy joe mixon ah she just makes me upset like i i don't want to be upset when i start someone and I am every time I start him. He just makes me mad. He makes me all grumpy. And there's nothing fun about that, right? Right? We, we don't want to be upset when we play guys. <laughs> and all he does is make me sad. So instead Damn. of being sad, I'm just going to say hold on, Mixon, if you have him. Um, my personal professional opinion, why the, why, why the fuck is Giovanni Bernard more effective than him? I don't know. Um, it hurts me more than it hurts you because I'm wrong more than you you drafted him once i told a lot of people to draft him a shit ton of times so i'm crying on the inside i apologize if you listen to me 
maybe you shouldn't do that next time. Um, just kidding. Please keep listening to our advice. Or if you're just here for fun, hey, that's your uh, prerogative. <laughs> but yeah, no, this team is ninth in attempts. I mean, so he's getting chances. It's just like, I don't know. I, I feel like I have to hold him. I, I can't trust it. I mean, Miles Gaskin is the RB17. Joe Mixon is the 16. I mean, what has been the difference this year outside of the fact that you can trust Gaskin to be out there? Craziness is going on. The world's mad. I am losing my shit. I hate Joe Mixon. Every time you bring him up, I just get angry. I'm sorry. It's what it is now. It's okay. I still like him. I still trust him. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to be like a fucking top five running back or something. I'm just saying he's a guy that's cheap. That now if you need to fill in at the running back one or two position, you go ahead, you get him on the low low, and you play him in your lineup. So do you have another trade for a guy, or are we going to the trade of ways? I can dive into my trade for uh, for Dynasty if you'd like. Okay, let's do that. All right. We, we can do it. We can do it. So my trade for, um, but he's an absolute sharp because he talked about him last week. Uh, Nick's, an, Nick's an absolute legend when it comes to this man. I got to hunt it down. I think it was, uh, was it week, uh, week seven. No, it was week eight. Week eight, we talked about him. So last week's video, um, you know, he's, he's an absolute superstar. Uh, T Higgins. So no, no, it was week seven. It was week seven. I'm smart the first time. Don't doubt yourself, kids. Uh, everything's going to be all right. Uh, T Higgins is my guy. All right. I'll, I'll stop climbing around. I think you talked about T Higgins last week or something like that. Uh, dynasty by he is fantastic. Here's the situation. AJ green will not be there, uh, past this end of the season. I don't think he's happy. I don't think he's going to resign with them. Um, it's just what it is. T Higgins is clearly looking at being the number two on this offense. I think he's already in the number two. Um, he's slowly getting himself there. I think Boyd's the one. AJ Green's the three. I think that's just what it is. I think the team will bring in a fourth, maybe a third round wide receiver um, to complement these two to replace AJ Green. But outside of that, I think T Higgins is clearly the two here um, in a competitive offense that has a lot of passing attempts. The team is fourth in passing yards, second in passing attempts. This team's going to throw the ball a lot. And if you're the number two on that offense, fantastic. <laughs> the only team that throws more than them is Atlanta. Um, it's a perfect situation for a wide receiver. And Tegan's, like I said, hand-selected by Burrow. Uh, he had to be. There's no way you take a weapon like that when you need help uh, as badly as they did in the second round to uh, to draft that man. And, yeah, that was hand-selected by Burrow. He likes him. The chemistry's been great. He gets off the ball. Um, he gets off the snap fantastically. I mean, the, guy, the guy's been fantastic. I mean, I love T Higgins. He's been great. He's going to continue to be great as a dynasty buy. Yeah. You're buying a little high on him. I don't mind it. I mean, I don't, cause I, I seriously believe it just goes up from here. Yeah, I completely agree right now may seem like a buy high, like you said, but next year he could legitimately be that wide receiver too. You're very comfortable starting in your lineup. He kind of yeah. is right now, in my opinion, and oh, he he's so yeah. fucking young right now that it couldn't, he can get even better. Obviously, as the years go on, as Joe Burrow gets even better as a quarterback when the offensive line gets better. So he could even be hitting the rise up straight to the goddamn moon. Maybe they get rid of Tyler Boyd, and he's the true number one guy on the team. I don't think that'll happen as a Tyler Boyd fan, but hey, you never know. So now onto the trade away section of the video. So again, if you guys have ended up enjoying thus far in this video, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. Now, this guy is a trade away, but I'm not saying to actually trade him away. He's just here to have a nice, good conversation about him because I think you right now is his top value, but I don't know if I would have the cojones to trade him away. And that is wide receiver Antonio Brown of the Tampa Bay 
Buccaneers. His last NFL start was versus the Miami Dolphins week two of the 2019 NFL season. This was obviously after the saga in Oakland where he burnt his feet off using some type of cold machine. Freezer like thing, you know, it was like a tanning booth. They shoot you with this fucking cryotherapy or something like the thing Darth Vader was in that he came out of like that. And then you get ice cold feet. If you guys remember that from hard knocks, four receptions, eight targets, 56 yards, one touchdown, 16.1 PPR points at 14.1 half PPR points. So he hasn't played a game in over a year, but who was that game with was with Mr. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. And you know what Tom Brady loves? He loves winning and he loves Antonio Brown. I wouldn't be surprised if he kisses Antonio Brown goodnight, like he kisses his son. So how good will Antonio Brown be? I have no fucking idea he will either i think he's going to tear it up this week but for the rest of the games who knows will the guy end up getting suspended again will he end up doing something stupid getting kicked off the team missing games will bruce arians just be tired of his clown ass attitude and kick him off the team you legitimately just have no idea so i really do like antonio brown but right now i think is the pristine peak of value for antonio brown but it may get slightly higher next week but I'm not too sure I want to trade him away because I honestly think the talent is there. He's in a perfect situation to succeed, but will he be able to stay good? Not playing wise, but will he be able to do good deeds as a citizen and not just go do something fucking crazy like he's done in the past? So what do you think about Antonio Brown? Are you trading him? You holding him? You, uh, I don't know. Are you going to trade for him? What would you do? Yeah, so I'll, I'll start by saying this. Um, the bulk bid of his contract, uh, is built is is built on on incentives. So he's incentivized to go out there and actually do stuff. Um, if he wants to make money, wow, what a world! Uh, you have a whole to lot of money. You got to show up to to make make bank. All right, well, hey, you know everyone's world's a little different. Mine's just fantasy world, um, fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I'm not really uh, huge on Brown. I think you have a chance to move off of him. Um, Godwin comes back next week as well, so you're gonna have Godwin. You're gonna have Evans. You still have yeah. Gronk now, which is just a growing chemistry with Brady again. Uh, that's been re-sparked. So it's like, I mean, he's like the fourth guy, and sometimes even the running backs get involved as well. Like, I don't know. I, I just, I just think I, I don't really want a piece of it. If I, if I can move a piece, um, and him for a guy you know is going to be more consistent, then I'd do it. I think even if it burns you, uh, it can't burn you that bad. If it doesn't burn you and nothing comes out of it, I think you still have value to trade him away. Go ahead and trade him away. Smart pick there, Nick. Yeah, I think he's also a guy like you just hold if you're not getting any gauge of value from him. But because I wouldn't just trade him for some used fucking condom of a player. But if you can get someone pretty decent in a package deal, like Tyler said, that's what I'm really looking to do when I trade away Mr. A. Bizzle, Mr. Whole Lot of Money, Mr. Antonio Brown. So, Tyler, who's your first trade away guy of the video? Jared Cook. Yeah. Jared Cook. Tyler's bringing the tight end back to the back to the channel, back to the trade videos. Yeah, so I don't know really how much I love this, um, but I think if you just needed a more consistent tight end, I'd do it. Um, the results of the past, what, three weeks, throw a bye week in there, so past four weeks, have really just been a result of there being really no other options, and Jared Cook has just been kind of the default. Uh, he's got touchdowns the past three games. Um, he really only looks good when he's getting touchdowns. I mean, yeah, the situation looks fine right now, but when Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders come back, it's like, it, it's just, it's just getting yeah. Um, obviously there was no deadline moves. Uh, nothing happened to grow or add a weapon or lose one. 
Um, this just kind of just seems unsustainable. Uh, when those two come back, I mean, Thomas and Sanders, it's just like I, I couldn't see Cook really putting up these numbers. So that's really why I'm saying it. How much value you can get out of it, maybe not that much. Um, but maybe it'd be a good sweetener if you already have a set tight end and you, you were just kind of using them while Sanders and, and uh, Michael Thomas were out. So, yeah, I think this is kind of the end of the road of the success for Jared Cook. Uh, once when those two are back, he's going to go right back to where he was. And what he was was really more of the nine-point range, um, you know, nine to maybe maybe we'll say five to ten points is kind of his average. Uh, and that's just not really what you want. There's no real high ceiling with him, so go ahead and move him off your team if you can. No pressure, though. Don't sell him too, too low, but maybe move off of him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Michael Thomas is going to have to return inevitably, right? One of these fucking weeks, he's going to show yeah. back up. They didn't trade him, like you said, for some reason. I don't know why he didn't get traded. Like, I feel like maybe because they really need to win the Super Bowl this year. This is their all-in year. So I guess they couldn't have moved him. But he seems like a complete cancer to the fucking organization. He punched some guy in practice. I have no idea what to think about Michael Thomas. But what I do know is once that man steps back onto the field, Jared Cook's value completely plummets straight off of a cliff. So I completely agree with Tyler. I never even thought about this scenario. But it is very clear and pretty fucking obvious that when Jared Cook's back, that he is going to suck some fat wee-wee. So my next trade-away guy is Ezekiel Elliott, the Ewok, running back of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I don't know what you can get from him, but I'm seeing a lot of comments of people trading him away, and they're getting a lot, which makes no sense. But maybe that's just because the fucking idiots in your league just believe that he's still Ezekiel Elliott, that he's still on a team with a quarterback that's not a third or fourth or fifth string player. They're not even going to play Ben Danucci this week. They're going to go with Cooper Rush or some other bastard on the team. So just get rid of Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, hopefully there's a bunch of dumbasses in your league that are going to want to, to get him because this guy's in a death race straight into the goddamn ground. You're going to end up taking the big dirt nap if you continue to play Ezekiel Elliott. Now, I'm going to tell you to start him again, right? I'm going to tell you to start him because what are you going to do? You can't sit him unless you magically have three or two other running backs that are better than him, which is so unlikely on a season like this where so many guys are just getting hurt. So I'm going to try to ship him off for really anything I could get. A guy that I don't even like at all, and Todd Gurley I'd much rather have than Ezekiel Elliott, any wide receiver, any running back, really. They, let me know down below in the comments who you guys are can get for Ezekiel Elliott if you're shipping him off because it seemed like – People were still willing to buy into him. His last two games, 6.1 PPR points up against the Washington football team and 8.3 up against the Philadelphia Eagles. So with the the times seem very, very grim for Ezekiel Elliott with an offensive line that is not the offensive line of the past. The Cowboys offensive line used to think of a brick fucking wall. Now they're a certified turnstile. So go ahead and ship off Ezekiel Elliott before his value plummets even further into Earth's fucking crust. So I'm going to go ahead and ship off Ezekiel Elliott. I would assume you agree. Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, it it's just what it is. I think dynasty-wise, I mean, you hold on to him. Maybe you sell yeah. him. You could sell him for a lot higher in dynasty than you can in redraft. It's it's tough. That whole situation's tough. I hate the Cowboys with so much, uh, so much behind that hatred that I really don't own very many of them in fantasy. Uh, and it feels good. So, yeah, I'll, I'll keep with that trend. It's tough for you guys that, that counted on these men, um, but sucks. Honestly, in Dynasty, though, I, I would actually look to move him as well. I would actually try and really, really look to move him because I don't really know if this offense is going to stay the same. I, I mean, Dallas is – Where's Dak going? Is he Dallas, there next yeah, year? Exactly. Dallas in the same way as New York uh, in, in Massachusetts area, it, it's – 
it, when your team's not good, you're, you're hearing about it. Um, there's, there may be a move, a drastic move where, you know, pieces are let go, uh, traded away. A team kind of does a quick rebuild if they can. Um, yeah. There may be a coaching change. I mean, Zeke could be in a rough situation that we would have a lot of uncertainty about uh, coming into next year. So, you know, look to move him in Dynasty too. Why not? Yeah, definitely. So, actually, I don't know if I definitely agree on Dynasty, but if you can get a decent amount of value, just ship him off and hopefully yeah. you draft the next Ezekiel Elliott with the picks you would acquire. So, who is your guy here to trade away? Yeah, so 9.5 and uh, 12.3 in the two games he had without the lead receiving Kenny Galladay on his team. Uh, Marvin Jones is not fantastic. He is kind of a pain in the ass to start. He came off a very, very good week. Um, Sure. I mean, if you played him, it was because you were desperate. I did. I was desperate. Just what it was. Um, He's got a good matchup this week against Minnesota. But does he, like, how much does he show up when (laughs) Galladay's not there? The team kind of falls apart passing-wise when he's not there. Um, Galladay, I mean, it's just like – I don't know when else you'd be able to move off of this man, if not right now, where people are like, Galladay's gone, let me go get him. Well, I don't really think he was all that effective when when Galladay was gone last. So, I mean, you can kind of move off of this guy. Uh, He's kind of been driving you insane. If you don't own Marvin Jones, you have no clue what I'm talking about. But if you own him, you know that, like, even though he's been relatively effective, what, he's got um, a 13-point game in there, an 18.9 been relatively effective you haven't even known when to play him like i figured new orleans was a great matchup to play him 1.9 points with galladay there like what like what like he's just been driving me up a wall i me and nick have been driven insane because we keep getting asked if, if you should play him we don't know anymore fuck like marvin jones is a pain in the ass go sell him yeah no i i think he's fine this week but then again I, I think he's fine. Then he fucking sucks cock. Then you say he's going to be terrible. Then he fucking blows up and destroys your opponent from your bench. So you really just have no idea what to do with the guy. And based on how he started, I would not be surprised if he goes back and crawls back into that well of being completely awful again. Um, he's not the guy that I thought you were going to draft him to be this year. I have admitted that multiple times. I really like Marvin Jones. And he's on the waiver wire in a lot of my leagues. So I have picked him up to let him ride the pine. But that doesn't mean that I feel ultra confident in starting him. I would much rather just go ahead and ship him off now when he has some value. So my next trade away guy here in the final one for me is me, Cole Hardman, wide receiver of the Kansas City Chiefs. This guy is hit or miss, and I guess they never miss, huh? Because this guy, this motherfucker, you start him in your lineup one week, and he absolutely cock slaps your opponent from nine inches away like his name was Nick Foles. And then the next week, he blows a load right on your face, and you're looking like Remy LaCroix. So you have no idea what to do at all on the weekly basis. So go ahead and just ship him off, sell him off the big game up against one of the worst teams in the NFL. Actually, not one of the worst, the worst team in the NFL in the New York football jets, seven receptions, nine targets. You can never expect him to get nine targets in most games. You're seeing this guy get three or four targets, 96 receiving yards, one tutty, 22.6 PPR points and 19.1 half PPR points. Do not buy in to me, Cole Hardman. This guy is, as they would say in star Wars is a fucking trap. Do not keep McCall Hardman, get him away before it's too late because all he is in your lineup is a guy you play in the flex and he either is a firecracker, lights it up, or plays completely dick for you. So go ahead and ship off Mr. Cole Hardman. And plus, Sammy Watkins is coming back. If not, he's already back and he's going to be more healthy as the weeks go on. So I really have no 
not even the slightest want to have McCole Hardman in my lineup. So what do you think about Mr. McCole Hardman? Uh, yeah, I mean, you're training him away because Watkins and all that shit. But he's like Marvin Jones. When do you play these guys? Like, you ask us, you know, our guess is as good as yours at this, at this point. I don't know when to play these guys. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, I hate having those people on my bench. Ship them away. Whatever you can. Even if it's for a ball of bags. Uh, ball of bags. bags. Wow. A, <laughs> a bag of balls. Yeah, it, it's I just. I would love yeah. a bag of balls, I bet. Fucking weirdos, guys. Jesus, <laughs> oh, a bag of balls. Uh, I'm sorry. All Shit's right. falling apart over here. Don't worry about it. He's just like Marvin Jones, though. It's just concern. Yeah, the offense is good. Yeah. Marvin Jones' offensive passing wise is good. It's just inconsistencies, and you don't know when they're going to hit. You don't know when to play them. So, why even have them on your team at all? Ship them away. I don't mind it. All right. So, do you have another guy here? Or are we? we yes, sir. My sir. Sell. So, don't hate me here. Uh, it's a dynasty sell for a reason. I'll, I'll just list Damn. them off two first round picks. Two second round picks. The first, one of those first and one of those seconds are going to be very early. Uh, a third, two fourths, two sixths, and a seventh. It's the Miami Dolphins draft picks in 2021. Dang. This team defensively looks really, really good. They look really, really good. The team is 30th in offense, though, however. Got to take Dang. that on the chin. What they need, they need some offensive line help and they need threats. They need weapons because, listen, Preston Williams is not a real two. I think if we've confirmed that this team doesn't actually have a real three either. Um, kind of just a bunch of mediocre options. Um, Isaiah Ford was traded away. He wasn't good. Like he just wasn't solid. No, I don't think he was good either, but I mean, better than what else we have. I mean, except for uh, Antonio Callaway now going to be starting for the Dolphins. Maybe he's good. Yeah. Um, Antonio Callaway. Isn't that his name? Something Callaway from the Browns. Now he's on the Dolphins, got suspended That's for like smoking right. crack or something. Now he's playing. That's right. That's right. An ex-Gator. I do actually uh, – he was pretty good for us. But anyways, my point being they're going to go trade for weapons, um, not trade draft weapons. They've got a lot of capital to do so, a lot of talk about a wide receiver going with that first-round pick, maybe reuniting uh, Weddle, uh, Jalen Waddle, or, or Devontae Smith uh, with Tua. Um but I think more than just a wide receiver, I think they're going to go get a running back. And it hurts Miles gas cans. So while we talked about how great his playoff schedule is, it is, you're going to have to look to ship him after you acquire him because I think this team will go get a running back. Miles um, Gaskin is definitely a placeholder. He hasn't looked fantastic. He's just been given volume. Um, and volume works in fantasy. It does. It's just not going to be consistent. Um, a couple of sites have projected third, fourth round, uh, even second round capital spent on a running back. And I, I expect it. This team has the ability to do that. Now the defense obviously has looked fantastic. You guys have finally seen it. I've been watching all the games. Now you finally see it. If you watch a little bit of the Rams game, the defense has been great. Miles Gaskin, unfortunately you may be uh, in some serious competition. Coming up. Uh, dynasty sell for me. No, I agree. I bought him in dynasty this year, knowing only to try to win this year. 
That was my goal. It's not to fucking have him for the future because that's not the Dolphins' goal. Their goal is to go ahead and get some type of beast that they can find somehow in the second or third round of the draft next year. There's a lot of running backs coming out in 2021 and obviously sad for Gaskin. He's going to be the number two there, though. That does not necessarily like a complete dumpster fire for fantasy, but he's not going to be dropping 15, 20 points potentially on a weekly basis. So go ahead and ship him off. I wouldn't trade him right now, actually, in my opinion. I'd probably wait till he comes back. But maybe if you find a buyer now that's trying to win now, kind of like we talked about earlier, when you're trying to win now, you're a guy that's dominating right now. A couple weeks from now, you play Miles Gaskin, you dominate, you win your fucking league. That's what they're happy about. So go ahead and ship him to that guy. Go ahead and put him on the trade block over there in Dynasty and see all the people crawl in there and try to get some of your Carol Gaskin. So, Tyler, do you have anything to add here before we skedaddle away from this? I'm good. Let it roll there. Go. Let it roll, baby. Thank you guys all so much for watching. I hope that you guys had a great time today on Wednesday. I will see you beautiful bastards with wide receiver. Start or sits at like 1 or 2 o'clock. I have class until 12.15. Going to record right after I finish class. Want to have a great rest of your guys' day. And I'll see you beautiful bastards next week in the trade target video. Again, make sure you let us know what to do after like week 10, maybe week 11. I don't know how far most leagues go do their trade thing for so we probably have like another video or two left in the tank then we got to figure something else to do so have a great rest of your guys day i'd really appreciate it if you guys hit the subscribe button at tyler moss nfl on twitter the sporter dot site have a great rest of your guys day good boy